Something is off about the way Zion is officiated. Why isn't he getting to the line more? I dove into the stats and the film, and the results suggest something more than just the refs being bad. It's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, I promise y'all we are going to get to the show looking at how Zion Williamson is officiated. Is it good? Is it bad? I've got the numbers to kind of back everything up, and it tells a little bit about a story here. There's going to be some conclusions that we're going to draw that are going to surprise you with all of this because there's more that Zion and the team could be doing. And it's not just entirely that the refs in the NBA, as bad as they are, are just bad. So, of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to y'all like nobody else is. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and be coming every day or listen Monday through Friday. We just recapped the Pelicans' huge win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're diving into Zion here. We'll get into some trade targets next week as well. We've covered the offense, everything. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's get into this. I always talk about my show notes. This show has a ton of notes. I could have easily turned this into like its own article. I more or less like typed out the copy and everything that I'm going to read on the show. So Zion isn't being officiated well. You know, let's just clearly start with that, right? I've regularly said on this show and on Lockdown NBA that the NBA has an officiating problem. It's actually a freaking promo for Lockdown that we use for like advertisers and stuff where we say like, you, you know, you get like a sizzle reel and there's some like hot takey things. And you, one of them is very clearly me being like, the NBA has an officiating problem, but, but they do. Really simple as that, right? Like, I think most sports have an officiating problem. It's just not an easy thing to try and solve, but in the NBA, it can really impact things. And you're going to hear it in some of the numbers here. So let's look at some of the numbers for Zion Williamson. Zion's numbers in terms of free throws per 36 minutes, and we're going to look at per 36 minutes when we use all of the stats here, because if it's per game, some guys play more minutes than others, and you got to equate them in a way. Per 36 minutes, 36 minutes being like the normal amount of minutes a starter plays in a game is what I like to use. So his per 36-minute numbers when it comes to free throws per game, or per 36 minutes, is very similar to last year. So you look at that and you go, okay, well, nothing's a problem here, right? Wrong. He wasn't officiated last, well last season either. We knew this. He's never been officiated well in his career. I even think I did a show for the everydayers last year being like, he should get to the line more, right? You know, there've also been a couple very egregious calls recently. Think about the one against uh, the Brooklyn Nets where they like held him 
as he's going up for a dunk and there was no foul call there, which was really ridiculous. And it's those kind of missed calls. Same thing in the win over the Timberwolves, right? That's really sparked this discussion. So we're going to look at Zion Williamson and compare him to two other players here, particularly Joel Embiid and Giannis. You know, when you look at some of the numbers here, it's really interesting. You know, per 36 minutes, Joel Embiid is getting to the free throw line 12.2 times per game. You know, it's 8.2 for Zion when it comes to per 36 minutes, a difference of four there. But then, okay, so you think like Joel Embiid's more of a center, he's a bigger guy, he's an MVP, all those things. You got to go beyond that. Because once you get into their shot profiles, that's where things kind of really surprise you here, right? You know, Zion takes 70% of his shot attempts at the rim. It's just 38% for Joel Embiid. Just 38 For Giannis, he gets to the line per 36 minutes 11.7 times. He takes 66% of his shot attempts at the rim, right? Embiid, who gets to the line more than Zion, doesn't even take 40% of his shot attempts at the rim. It's really surprising when you see those sorts of numbers out there, right? So when you look at that, it's kind of surprising. Now look at it in terms of shooting fouls drawn, and this is per cleaningtheglass.com. Giannis draws a shooting foul 23.8% of the time. Let's call it a quarter of the time, right? He draws a shooting foul. Okay, he's drawing a shooting foul slightly more than Zion. Maybe he should go to the line more than Zion. Zion is at 20.6%, so about one, one-fifth of the time, right? Joel Embiid is 20.3%. Is 20. So Zion draws a shooting foul more than Joel Embiid does, but yet goes to the line four fewer times per game. Per 36 minutes, I should say, right? The the numbers for him are similar to those two guys, if not outright better than Joel Embiid in this case. And when you compare it to the shot profile and where he's taking his shots, it's kind of surprising when you think that. So there's a couple of things here. One, this isn't a perfect comparison. I want you to remember this point because it's going to come up later in the show too. This isn't a perfect comparison because these are all different players, right? Zion doesn't have the size of Embiid or Giannis. Giannis is probably more of a forward, I'd say, than Zion being a big man and so on and so forth, right? Two, refs simply aren't going to call things all the time. You know, it's one of those things where players will dare them to call fouls and they don't, so they let things kind of go on. Anthony Edwards even famously talked about this this season when they were playing the Boston Celtics and he was playing like real aggressive defense and they he basically was like, yeah, the refs are going to call things because they don't want me to foul out of the game, which was like a heck of a statement from him and I kind of loved. So they're not going to call things all the time. I wouldn't say it's exactly diminishing returns, but the more shots you take at the rim does not correlate to a number of free throws, right? Hence the disparity between Embiid and Giannis too. All of that said, all of that said, Zion isn't officiated properly at all. You can see that. You know, the free throw rate should be higher. Free throw rate is number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt. It's an idea of, okay, you know, factors in shooting fouls, other things like that, kind of in a sense. You know, his free throw rate, when you look at the amount of shot attempts he gets at the rim, the shooting foul percentages that he gets, and I'll draw a conclusion from this in the next segment, so stick with me throughout this show today. You know, his free throw rate is weird. For Giannis, he has a free throw rate, again, this is free free throw attempts per field goal attempt of .604. It's 0.534 for Embiid and just 0.466 for Zion, significantly below the other two of those guys. So the question then becomes, 
Why is it lower? It's not simply the refs being bad. That's part of it, right? It's also something that the Pelicans can improve upon. And I'll tell you in the next segment here on Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, what exactly that is. Because I think when you get into some of these numbers, this all can be a little bit surprising. So I want to look at that. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about LinkedIn because it's the start of the new year and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Look, hiring the right people is vital to your small business. That's super important. You need the right team around you. You need everyone kind of pulling their weight. You got to get the right person in there. LinkedIn jobs can help. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses businesses are wearing so many hats might not have the time or resources to hire. And thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is into uh, intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of locked on Pelicans is also sponsored by better help. Look, I love BetterHelp. I think therapy is an important thing for everybody. You don't need major trauma to need to go to therapy. Maybe you just want to be the best version of yourself. Maybe you just want to learn positive coping skills, how to set stronger boundaries, just become the best version of you in 2024. BetterHelp can do that all for you from the convenience of your own home. I think, as I said, I've used BetterHelp personally. I don't have time to go to a doctor's office, to drive there, to sit in the waiting room, then go in, then drive home. We're busy doing the show. I have other jobs too. And with BetterHelp, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. You know, celebrate the progress that you've made and continue to make. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA to get started. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, coming to you like nobody else does, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, and we are looking entirely right now until we get into a little bit in the third segment when we'll look at all-star voting here about Zion Williamson and why he's not getting to the line nearly as much as he should be and he should be getting to the line more so subscribe wherever you get your podcast we are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day and on YouTube comment down below on YouTube let me know if you're an everydayer let me know how long you've been an everydayer for I love seeing the people who've been with me for years and I greatly appreciate that so let's get into the, the Zion thing here. In one second, though, I'm actually really excited to tell you about something. So we did a show on this. It's been reported. The news is already out there that WVUE Fox 8 is going to be airing 10 Pelicans games over the air completely free. If you can't normally watch the Pelicans games, you're going to be able to watch them now. So they're going to be doing a pregame show. They're going to import a lot of just the Valley Sports coverage, and it's just going to be kind of on their channel. So that's great. 
But they also have a half hour that they are doing their own thing for. And guess who's going to be on there with them? Right here, me, Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. We're going to be on from 7 to 7.30. Then it'll switch to the traditional Bally Sports pregame show. But I will be on Fox 8 WVUE for a half hour giving you a live Pelicans pregame show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. We're going to have some great coverage for you, something you don't normally get when you watch the Bally Sports telecast. Their stuff's good too, but I'm excited to be doing a pregame show for this. That's going to be Friday the 12th. It's going to be from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Central Time. The game is at 8 o'clock against the Denver Nuggets on the road. Should be a lot of fun. Make sure you tune in because it's going to be really cool. So let's get back into Zion, right? Zion isn't getting to the line as much as he should be. It's really as simple as that. So a couple more things here. Let's go down the numbers here. One, Like, why is this not happening, right? That's what we're looking at now. We've kind of established that he's not. Why isn't he? One, yes, the refs suck. The refs suck. The NBA isn't a fishing problem. They have had for a while. It's inconsistent, right? Guards can get a little bit of contact on them, go to the line, but a big man gets like mauled and they don't send him to the line. It's not great, right? It's just inconsistent. That's kind of how it's always been, but still. So yes, the refs suck, but let's look beyond that because you can't control that sort of thing. Two, We're comparing Zion to Embiid and Giannis, but he's a very different kind of player than both of them, right? One thing that both Giannis and Embiid do far more than Zion is they draw more non-shooting fouls than Zion. So has a double thing here. That gets the team into the bonus sooner, or if the team is in the bonus, they just start going to the line. And as the focal points of their offenses, right, they're going to have the ball in their hands. So if that team's in the bonus, they're going to probably have the ball to get fouled to go to the line, even if it's not a shooting foul. Not exactly the case for the Pelicans here, right? You know, and honestly, this kind of makes sense, right? They're bigger, they're tougher to stop inside the post, etc. if you're running post-ups and things like that. That said, I put an asterisk on this because the Pels get to the line a lot. They have the sixth best free throw rate in the league. And we've seen just egregious non-calls when teams just simply try and wrap up Zion Williamson. Still, though, the fact that he doesn't have a jumper, the fact that, you know, if he's on the perimeter and you know he's going to drive, you don't need to put a body on him right there. You just simply try and wall him off at the rim. His style of play compared to those other two players doesn't lend itself to drawing those non-shooting fouls really well. So... If they can find a way to do that, maybe that's with a jumper where you need to defend him further out and other things, that can kind of add to it a little bit more. Or knowing that once you're in the bonus already, get the ball to him and let him get to the line. The problem with that is he's not shooting the ball particularly well from the free throw line. So I don't know if that's your best offense necessarily, where normally free throws are a great thing to be shooting. Not when you're not doing it particularly well and he's converting at 66.2% right now. That's not a good number, right? The I forget what the league average is, but it's like in the high 80s or low 90s, I think. So he's far from that, which maybe is why the Pelicans don't do that, which is why they don't have him going to the line more when this team is already in the bonus. So, okay, refs suck. Different kind of player than Giannis. There's a couple limitations to his game. But I also think the third one here that I have is the biggest one. You know, if you're an everydayer, especially a long time everydayer, you've heard me say this before. With the way the Pelicans offense is spaced, and this is why we harp on spacing all the time, can the refs see what's happening? I mean it. Like, I don't mean that it isn't those dudes are blind, right? You know, get some glasses, refs. Can they actually see what's going on? When Zion drives into four guys, can they see all the contact that happens? They can't, right? Now, you might claim that when one guy drives into three or four, as Zion often does, they should assume contact happens, but that's not how this works. 
you know, I'd be willing to bet the refs view that as just an inefficient shot, right? If you saw another player drive into four defenders walling off the rim from him, and it's not Zion, it's on another team, and say the Pelicans are defending, right? He goes up and shoots, and there's like a little bit of contact there. You're going to be like, yeah, that dude's playing, playing one-on-four. You don't need a foul call on that. That's a dumb thing to be doing. Partially because they don't have shooters around Zion all the time. It's gotten better recently. And he's been doing that. I bet refs think the same way. You know, one of the biggest things the Pelicans could do to get Zion more free throws is to probably give them better sight lines to the refs. That means more shooters, more spacing, the paint not being clogged. You know, we've seen that be an issue with him and Jonas Valanciunas. More shooters, better spacing, and eventually, eventually, because it'll take a minute, better sight lines for the refs. You know, I go back to when I was writing for Bourbon Street Shots and we had a watch party at Tracy's, which is moving, and Eric Gordon showed up. It was a one-off game. He was out injured, of course. And he showed up to the watch party when the Pelicans were on a one-game road trip playing the Houston Rockets. And he sat down at a table with us and literally talked with us the entirety of the game. And it's one of the more insightful moments I've ever had. These are those moments where you're like, oh, I think I'm smart about basketball. Then you talk to an actual basketball player, NBA player, and they kind of give you insight that you don't get anywhere else. And that's why talking to players, talking to coaches, and then me being able to relay a lot of the information they give me to you is a really valuable thing. And Eric Gordon, look, for all his faults, right, but knows the game was talking about James Harden on that Houston Rockets team. And one of the reasons that Harden would get to the line so often is they'd put Harden with four shooters, right? Or like Clint Capella down low. And they would just put three other shooters out there and just have the court ridiculously spaced. And so when James Harden would drive to the basket, there'd be no other Houston Rocket in the area. You know, and because they had legit shooters around him, and defenders were spaced out, giving him room to attack the basket and not go through three or four bodies, if his defender fouled him, the refs would plainly see it. That's not the case for Zion Williamson, right? The Pelicans tweeted out a picture earlier on their Twitter, X count, whatever it is, and was like, all eyes on Zion. And it was Zion like dunking the ball or going up for a layup around like three, four defenders, right? Remember that shot last year against the Toronto Raptors where there's like all five players being like, What? As he dunks the ball and it's an insanely awesome picture. There shouldn't be that many people around him. If he were to go through those guys and he does and does it well, the refs can't see it. If there's contact, if there's a foul, it's literally just obscured by someone's back. Spacing the court out, I think, is a really important thing for the Pelicans to do to try and get Zion some more of those fouls. I think that would be called more. I truly mean this. Now, again, the refs have... They don't do it. I also think a big part of it is Zion's bigger and stronger. And when he goes into someone and they foul him and then that player like bounces off of him like a ping pong ball, they don't feel the need to call it. So it could be on Zion Williamson needing to sell the calls a little bit more or Willie Green to pick up the tech that he did, which fired up the team and I thought was a good move, like in the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night. But it's very clear that the Pelicans can do a little bit more to help Zion too. Is that going to fix the whole problem? No, he's still not going to be officiated well whatsoever, but I think it would help. And also it's going to help the offense. And that's what we want to see this team doing anyways. They've been shooting the three ball well over these past two, three games. Look at what it's turning into, right? They get on a winning streak this way. They look good this way. It makes everybody's life easier this way. So space the court and also refs get better. Those are, I think, the biggest things. Those are the reasons why he's not getting the line like we'd want to see. Some of that you can't control. 
Can't fault the Pelicans for that. Some of it they can control. Better lineups, better shooting, better spacing. All that's going to be a good thing for the Pelicans and Zion Williamson when it comes to getting to the free throw line. Because this is an area that the Pelicans could get a massive advantage on and something we definitely want to see them do. So hopefully we'll see them do that more so coming up as I think they've really started to figure some things out. Though over the past 10 games that they've been really playing well, or since that Lakers loss, I should say, Zion's getting the line at you know his average this season. So really need to try and improve that a little bit. That's something that could pay big time benefits late in the season or even in the postseason. So we'd want to see that from Zion. Let me know what the reason you think is down below in the comments that Zion doesn't get to the line like we feel he should be doing. Let me know what you think in the comments on YouTube. So coming up next, let's switch gears. All-star voting, early returns on the fan voting, I think is kind of interesting. Is there a Pelican on there? Not? Let's break it all down. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, this episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Hungry Root, and I love this because one of my New Year's resolutions is trying to eat healthier in 2024, and Hungry Root is here to help you do that, right? You're going to make these resolutions to try and eat better, eat, eat, make it easier, make it more nutritious for you, build the right kind of healthy habits, and then by February, that's all out the door. But you don't need to worry about that now with Hungry Root. And what my favorite part of Hungry Root is, look, they make it easier for everyone to eat healthy. They support all of the major diets and lifestyles. So gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. If any of these apply to you, they have options for your particular lifestyle. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. And they've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. You get to take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. They're going to ask you what flavors you like, what appliances you use, and more. And then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all the groceries you need for the rest of the week. So Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your tastes. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, and more. And Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. And they all follow simple, standard recipes, right? It's got to taste good. It's got to be quick to make and contain whole, trusted ingredients. So spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. So right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA uh, listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget, use our link so that they know we sent you. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to you like nobody else is breaking down everything about this team. It is a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Should be a fun one. Clippers coming in super hot, playing really well. Pelicans also playing really well. How's it going to go? They got this game tonight, Friday. They're taking on the Sacramento Kings on a West Coast road trip starting on Sunday to a team that they've played well. Can they beat that team? What is it going to be four times in a row now if that's the case? I'm excited to be able to see if they're going to be able to do that because that's a tough ask. We'll be recapping both those games on the Monday episode of Locked on 
Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's get into this. Let's switch gears. Look, Zion's not getting the line. Ain't his fault. Part of it's the team's fault. All that. Cool. Let's move on. The early fan voting returns were in fan for the All-Star game. So fans account for 50% of the All-Star vote for the All-Star starters, and then players and a media panel account for the other 25% each. So, the all-star voting is here, and fan voting is always weird. But this one's a little bit weirder than normal this season. There, on the, in terms of the Western Conference, is no Pelicans player listed. Now, I would expect to see C.J. McCollum on there. I would not expect to see Brandon Ingram on there either. But normally, Zion Williamson is there, and he was voted in as an all-star starter last year. And the two times he's made the all-star game, he's been a starter. One time was kind of the injury replacement. Second time, though, was voted in as a starter by getting a lot of fan voting. He is not in any of the top 10 when it comes to the front court. You have Carl Anthony Towns, Chet Holmgren, Wembinyama, Alperin Sengun, Paul George, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Durant, James, LeBron James, I should say, as the top guys. Not one mention of Zion Williamson, who's having his healthiest season, like ever in the NBA so far, and it's a little bit surprising to see. It really does tell you that the shine kind of was taken off the Pelicans after what I think we all agree is a bit of a disappointing last season, right? Not making the postseason, not kind of being on that same trajectory that you would think they would have been that the Oklahoma City Thunder are on currently. And that's leading to them just not really being, and I love using this word, in the NBA zeitgeist currently, I think, right? Just not a team that people are really thinking about. And that's why that win over the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night was so important. They're going to look at that, and that's the type of thing that sends shockwaves, a ripple effect through the NBA. It's why I called it a statement win in yesterday's podcast, because that's the type of thing that's going to get casual fans to pay attention. When Zion plays as well as he did, and he looked outstanding, that gets people to notice. Same thing for Brandon Ingram. Same thing for CJ McCollum. So the fact that they're not listed on here isn't surprising, but it just really tells you that like the shine is off this Pelicans team in the current moment. Disappointing to see. Now, this is also, again, funky, right? There was one year that like you had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson like not get vote or getting tons of votes, and then Andrew Wiggins was voted in as a starter because of like a K-pop group did a promotion with the Golden State Warriors and that got so many votes that kind of skewed it all. So this can always be a little bit crazy and weird, right? Because when you look at the guards, the top two vote getters are Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. Shea Gilgis Alexander is three. He should absolutely be starting this year. You could also argue that Anthony Edwards, who's sixth, should also probably be starting, right? Austin Reeves is 10th. Is he the 10th best guard in the West? Like, no, absolutely not. You know, part of this is just funky and sometimes just a fan contest, right? In the Eastern Conference, Kyle Kuzma has more votes than Paolo Bancaro on a team with the Orlando Magic, who is doing incredibly, incredibly well. You know, it's nice that Tyrese Halliburton is number one for the guards in the East. And then you have Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, I think should be above Trey Young and some of these other guys. Jalen Brunson has been good, but LaMelo Ball shouldn't be getting any votes. He's out injured, right? Derek Wright for Boston, you could argue, should make the all-star team as a guy off the bench. DeMar DeRozan, then Drew Holiday. It's all funky, so don't read too much into this right now, but certainly the Pelicans not getting much love in here. And, 
yeah, just kind of how it goes sometimes, I think, with all of this. So a bit disappointing, but if they keep playing well, I wouldn't be shocked if Zion Williamson, particularly if he has like a dominant week or a month, then can get into this. But I'll tell you this, I'm fine if he doesn't. When you look at the team right now, they're balanced in terms of scoring, right? All these guys are averaging over 20 points per game since that Lakers loss. And they're kind of canceling each other out. One hasn't been like much more dominant than the other in terms of Zion, B.I., and C.J. That's okay. I just want this team to win. The personal accolades are nice for the guys, certainly. But if they find the right kind of balance for all of them, and it's going to lead to them playing the best basketball of their careers in terms of like a team setting, I'm fine with no all-star representation. Let everyone stay home. Let everybody rest. I like that and make a big push in the stretch run of the season for playoff seeding and then going into the playoffs with some momentum. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Do you want the Pelicans on the all-star game? Do you just want them to kind of take some time off or you want them to keep being like unselfish and doing their thing? I think that's been a really great thing for this team. Let me know in the comments down below. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans this week of Locked On Pelicans. We'll be back on Monday to recap both those games. Let me know what you think about Zion getting fouled. A lot of stuff to come. Let me know your trade targets too. Maybe we'll start covering some of those because trade season is going to be upon us before we even realize it's even already started in the NBA. So we got a lot to cover here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll see y'all on Monday. You have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.